Oh, that's my boobs. <laughs> Perfect. And then I like talk into this, or I just talk normally. You can talk normally. I mean, you want to be kind of near it, but you don't. Mm-hmm. You also don't. That's just to like block your spit. Yeah, so you're not popping. Nice, nice. And your like mouth sounds. Mouth sounds. I'm Stephanie, and I'm Bryn, and we're two writers, and we have questions. So to answer those questions, each episode we're inviting a fellow writer on to share their work and other stuff. Welcome to Shitty First Drafts. We are so excited this week to have our friend, the very cool, the very hip, the very stylish, Katie Culligan. Wow, we really talked her up. I know. (laughs) You never say that about me. Actually, she always says that about me. She's a very doting friend. That's really kind. (laughs) You do say that about me all the time. Yeah, because it's true. Gassing me up. It's true. Hell yeah. That's my role. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> That's my one role in life. My main priority in life is to make all my friends feel as amazing as they are. Yeah. We've gotten sidetracked. And Bryn's amazing at it. Well, she is. <laughs> Thank you. Katie, how are you today? I'm good. I'm drinking some chai tea. Welcome to our house. Thank you. I love your house. <laughs> I'm sitting in a, I'm sitting in a clear chair and like like That's all if there I is. had eyeballs in my butt cheeks I could see the ground. <laughs> And you know what? You know? Only only true listeners will be able to tell that for this episode, I vacuumed. <laughs> you can hear it through the podcast. Hear, you can hear the cleanliness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We become, it's like very, it's funny, you didn't grow up in the Midwest, Stephanie, but it reminds me of a very Midwestern attitude, which is like, before guests come over, you must like clean and yeah. hide all of your belongings, like yeah. hide all of your garbage. <laughs> Do you know that one Chris Fleming video that's like, this place yeah. has to look like Disney on ice in one minute? <laughs> <laughs> it's basically us. So we never clean except for when we have people coming over to our house to podcast. I feel, I'm not Midwestern, but I feel um, a, a kinship. I'm yeah. a Great Lakes person because mm-hmm. I also do that, except uh, fuck the dishes, everything else. <laughs> and you say, oop, and I, and I oop, 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 that's just going to sneak by, yeah, sorry. Um, so yeah, I feel like part of the reason we started a podcast is so we clean our house once a week. <laughs> Truly, yeah, it's, yeah. it's working for us. We're just simple women, you know, we like a clean house, we like a our voices yeah. yeah yeah we say smart <laughs> things and we think the world should know about it uh, we say dumb things and we edit them out of our podcast but we, mostly we keep them in i was gonna say or we keep them in and pretend they're jokes uh anyway yeah let's uh formally introduce yes. our guest um with this bio <laughs> <laughs> Katie Culligan is a nonfiction writer living in Knoxville, Tennessee, where she is an upcoming, the upcoming writer in residence for Sundress Academy for the Arts. She is the recipient of the 2019 Eleonora Burke Award for Nonfiction and the Margaret Artley Woodruff Award for Creative Writing from the University of Tennessee. Recent work appears in Geometry, Noble Gas Quarterly, Columbia Journal, American Chordata, and others. She can be reached at katieculliganwriting.com. Welcome, Katie. Welcome! Ah. Again, we already welcomed you, but I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. With my friends. (laughs) Fun with my friends. Fun with my friends. We almost called it that. Yeah. Fun with friends. (laughs) Words with friends. That's been taken. Would that be awesome? Yeah, that would be awesome. That'd be cute. Words with my friends. That would be a great podcast name if it was about writing. It'd be hard to get around the copyright. Right. Yeah. 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 But then we can make WWF shirts and it would be really Oh my God, with the panda? Yeah. 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 I went through a thing for a while where I... But Very also, cute. but also like world, the old world wrestling federation. Oh, like, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking right, world wildlife right, right, right. but oh, good job. <laughs> I just wanted to scoot up real close. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, I went through a while with my stories where I thought it was hilarious to name them titles of things that were already <laughs> things. Other things. I need yeah. examples. Um, I had a story about a girl who was on a singing uh, reality show, and I called it "The Sound of Music." Oh my God. <laughs> And I still love it. Yeah. I don't know. My That's professor amazing. was like, you can't do it. And That's I was like, I, I did, so That's I can. A, That's a great way to make um, a thing that you've written that you don't want people that you know to read, like, really ungoogleable. Yeah. yeah. They'll never that's know. That's really smart. It's like I would have never thought of, of it through that angle, but that's, yeah. 
Eric no one's Bummer. ever going to find it. I mean, I think people would think it was a generally bad idea until you had a collection <laughs> of stories that yeah. were all named after, like, movies. That would be great. Yeah. yeah. And then it would be brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, soon. So the moral of the story is, fuck the man. Non-literally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless you want to. Figuratively. Yeah, unless you want to. Fuck the man. Um, so speaking of writing, that's why we're here today, right? <laughs> um... Katie is a um, a recent graduate at oh the University God. of Tennessee, which we mentioned earlier. I and already it was cried. taken It was taken hard. <laughs> I hadn't thought about it in maybe fifty hours, and so I had nearly scabbed, and then it came back. <laughs> By it, it I mean um, the crushing reality. Feeling, of it. Yeah, the feeling of um, sleeping in a tent on a cliff with no food or water or mm. toilets. Lots of wind. <laughs> Am I doing good? Yeah. yeah. A very vivid metaphor. You, you just painted a word picture, so I think that's writing. Uh, I mean, truly. Um, so, very colorful essayist, Katie Culligan. Thank you, you. So you write essays, but you also yes. do poetry. And do you also dabble in fiction? Are you just doing I, it all? I... When I write fiction, it's because I was writing nonfiction and thought, I wish I could lie about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, then I'm like, it. oh, now it's fiction. Great. Um, but I don't do it very much. It kind of scares me. The whole like mm. I, 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 plot yeah. is like, yeah. why? Well, I don't know. Well, I don't let me tell it. you, you don't have to have a plot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. I, I, wish, I wish someone would have told me three months ago. Yeah, that's OK. I, I do I do poetry, but I mostly um, I mostly only say that when uh, Dr. Erin Elizabeth Smith is around, <laughs> um, because if if she's around, I'm like, oh, I, I only write nonfiction. And she's like, and you write poetry, and I'm like, okay, and I write poetry. <laughs> <Okay>. Sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah. But so we, primarily, your focus yeah. is creative nonfiction. Nonfiction. Yes. We just interviewed Erin in our last podcast. It's amazing. This is her second shout, shout out. out now. Yeah. She's <laughs> in other episodes and probably episodes not the last. Not featuring her. Yeah, yeah, really? yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that feels that feels right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so why creative nonfiction? What uh, drew you to it? Or if you want to go back even further, Ooh. have you always been a writer? <laughs> <laughs> um, I love this question because um, I, I was a, um, a very annoying child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going somewhere, I promise. <laughs> and I um would would write stories in which I wasn't an annoying child. And so I was like <laughs> Where you were like the coolest. <laughs> <laughs> and so I I was like, this is how I'm gonna get popular, so I'm gonna be a writer now. Um so I like I used to do that. I remember I would like go in the corner at the boys and girls club in like the first grade and be like, "This giraffe that I'm writing is my friend." Um, <laughs> and so I was like a writer as a kid. Wow, this sounds really sad. I wasn't meaning for it to. I, was I think meaning- <laughs> uh, on top of everything, this sounds probably very relatable. To yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was a writer um, when I was like a elementary school kid, um, and then not really again until I took. God, I'm going to give her another shout out. Until I took Aaron's um, creative nonfiction class, which was the first creative writing class I ever took. Um, And it was kind of like, it feels cliche to be like, oh, my thing. (laughs) I found it now. (laughs) And I always thought that that after that I would take other classes or do some other things. um, And I would be like, oh, no, maybe just like writing in general is my thing. Or maybe... um, I, I really thought when I took Art Smith's poetry class that I was going to be like, ah, this is it. But n- no, I, it no, was just, it was, yeah, it mm-hmm. was just that. I, I don't even think that it was just the first thing that I was exposed to. I think that was like it hit the something. thing that I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, um, I mean, so I know it's probably like maybe a hard thing to pinpoint, but what like mm-hmm. compelled you to take the class in the first place? Were you just like, I need this hour filled? I need I these credit hours? I think it probably was yeah. that. I, um... I really can't remember. I was like a, I was like an English, but like a pre-law person mm, at mm-hmm, the time. And mm-hmm. so I had to take a writing class, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> literally imagine me in law school it's being, being the way that I am right here at this <laughs> I think table you would do right it. now. I mean, yeah, you'd be like the world's coolest lawyer. That's for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then 
I, I think at the time I was just like, this one sounds um, less intimidating than taking fiction or poetry, probably. Mm. Yeah. I, yeah. I uh, I always tell this story where I took Aaron's poetry class mm-hmm. um, on accident and it's really? because I dropped an art history class where oh, the yeah. teacher was like very scary. And like her first day speech was like very good. It worked. It worked on me. Really? I got out of there. I was like, I never went back after the first day. <laughs> the art teacher. Of the art history. Yeah, yeah, class. yeah. I thought she you were was like, Aaron. yeah, she was like, we're gonna like this is gonna be one of the most challenging classes you're ever gonna take. We're gonna, uh, I'm gonna give you back your papers with lots of notes, and you're gonna do rewrites until they're perfect, and then we're gonna take a field trip to a museum that's three hours away. And I was just like looking around, like I do not want to be in a van. Yeah. With these people. Yeah. And then I just uh, transferred to Aaron's poetry class oh, just yeah. because I was like, mm, sure, let's try it. I was already a fiction yeah. person at that point. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then that changed the entire course of my life. Wow. There it is. Literally, wow. though, it did. I feel like a lot of people have those stories with Aaron. <laughs> yeah. This is the Truly. podcast part two. <laughs> Hi, Aaron. I miss you. <laughs> I was I at your house last night. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I was saw you 12 hours ago. <laughs> it's too long. Um, okay, cool. Wow. Yeah, so you brought um, some stuff for us to read today yes. from that fateful class. Yes. One of them is from that class. How long ago was that class? Not even that long ago, but I guess I, I wrote I guess I guess wrote it in like February 2017. Mm. So that's really Two. not that long ago. Yeah. A lot of growing yeah. has happened yeah. since then. Two and a half years-ish. Yeah, I feel like two, and I feel like two and a half years in college is like a yeah. very in college lot. years in college years yeah. is a lot of years <laughs> I, yeah. was, I was I was um this big and I didn't I didn't know about taxes <laughs> or uh or or, or about yeah or about like the harsh realities of climate change <laughs> or like yeah, yeah, you were so young I was so young so I was innocent. a I was a beagle really <laughs> not yet a human girl <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so much light ahead. Late? No, no. And then you wrote this piece. I um, did. That you're going to read to us. Yes. I, <laughs> as I was like reading this an hour ago in my room getting dressed, I was like, oh, I cannot say these words out loud. They're, I'll do it. Why not? <laughs> no, any words in particular or just all of them just together? Just all of them. Making just like that in the order that you had them in. Yeah. Just like. I don't know. Poor, poor sad a baby. Yeah. What are you sad about? <laughs> so do you think, I guess we can talk about this more after you read it, but yeah. do you think it just like, it's like in the tone or do you think you're trying too hard? Yeah. Or I think that I, 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 I think that I was, there was this one thing that's like kind of at the end of the thing that I'm going to read that I wanted to write about that was actually bothering me. Mm. And I was looking for like other similar things. I, and I was like mining them for like, right. what about this made me sad when actually I was just like Tinkerbell in the school play and it wasn't that sad. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. but there was like, um, I don't know, I was, I was, I was looking for... I was putting a like an emotional narrative there that didn't need to be there, and it kind right. of like reads as like trying to be a little bit sad, mm. I guess. That makes sense. So, did you were you up against a deadline? Like, where you were writing it in class, so were you writing it for an assignment, or yeah. was it just okay? Mm-hmm. I forget what the assignment was. I was trying to think about that earlier today. It was, I don't know, like like a pretty normal like six to eight pages write about yeah. this, and it was some like I forget what the assignment the was. Yeah, yeah, but right. it was. Something like that. I was going to say, knowing Aaron, it was probably like one of like three things you were supposed to turn in that week and you were just yeah. like, it's yeah. like trying to yeah. get it done. And, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm also curious. This is only three pages or like two and a mm-hmm. half pages and the full piece is, is much longer. Mm-hmm. Between six and eight. Between six and eight. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yes. Right. Crazy. <laughs> I remember the time I was like, what? I haven't. I don't have six pages. That's a lot of my life. Like so much. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then f- for my last finals week, two months ago, I wrote a ten-page paper in two and a half hours. <laughs> Shit it out of my body. That's literally, yeah, I was gonna say that's literally never happened to me. I would have not graduated. Really? Like I, I would have just cried did. and asked for an extension and not graduated. Oh my god! I straight up got to the point senior year where I would like. 
sure I would have like thought about the essay beforehand, uh-huh. but I would like get up. I had I think I had an English English class at like ten forty five or something. Mm-hmm. I get up at eight. Yeah. Right until I had to leave the house yeah. and then turn whatever <laughs> in that I had. Like I just was like, well, here we go, and That's it just wild. was like. But part of it was like not like you know we turned in like an essay every class I want to say yeah. so I just had to put out so much work that it yeah. just like he the professor was much more interested in like the ideas that you were like what argument you could formulate and so yeah was the, this a creative class no it was literature no class. yeah it was a little class or something yeah. but yeah. I had to do yeah, that in I grad school like, I got real good at bullshitting in grad school because we had to turn in three pages like every class for yeah. Yeah. you know multiple classes it was just like our thoughts on the reading yeah. I was like, well, I didn't read this, so let's look yeah. up the author's uh, history and write about that yeah. and how I related to that beyond go. the book. Mm-hmm. Maya, that's this... a that's a hot tip for y'all out there. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like most professors see through that, but uh, I could well, be wrong. do I have a master's degree True. or don't <laughs> I? <laughs> <laughs> I have a master's degree. Master's degree. Uh, welcome um, to bullshitting our way through life with oh Brynn and Stephanie. Anyway, welcome to my podcast about me. <laughs> Katie, please read us your work. Yeah, go, let's go ahead and read that, this first. I wish that draft. this actually was a visual podcast. Oh, well, it's not showing up anymore. But I the font that this was in when I found it, I was like, who hurt me? <laughs> Truly. It was like, it was like not, it was like. Big Tahoma, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It was like oh, yeah. sixteen yeah. point, big old Tahoma with like. I think that was like my AIM Insta Messenger font. Yeah, yeah. big Tahoma. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm gonna do what you did, and I'm gonna cough, and then I'm gonna be good to go. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> I've never seen a human cough tongue out in quite as far as you just stuck it's like your tongue a baby out. who's never coughed before. <laughs> That's what I am. barbecue I wear my favorite neon green running shorts the ones with sparkles on the waistband when my name is called I set down my hot dog run up to meet my coach who hands me my participation trophy a bronze figurine atop a foam marble base 2004 Marlins East Aurora Little League I carry it back to my folding chair and I hear someone interject it even looks like you I look down and mine has a ponytail a furiously unnecessary sixth of an inch addition a punctuation mark that changed everything a token of my own tokenness. The mom's cooed because that's what you do when you see something small and female, apparently whether it's human or not. My hair wasn't even long enough to put in a ponytail at the time. I probably looked more like the boys' trophies anyways. When you're all six years old, three and a half feet tall, and can't cross the street by yourself, your bodies are not done yet. They've barely started. If it's true that we're all formed from dirt, dirt we all still were. Not yet, boys and girls. Just mud pies, ant hills, clumps of grass, sticky foreheads. It was Little League. What we were doing hardly resembled baseball in the first place. I wasn't excluded because of my form or my refusal to keep my elbows in when throwing a high-pressure throw to first. I wasn't excluded because of my lack of dynamicism through my hitting, my inability to judge the height of an incoming pitch, my indecision when deciding to scratch it all and bun it at the last second instead. The boys in the infield were squishing ladybugs with their bare hands, filling their baseball caps with rocks and then seeing if they could put them back on. I was quite literally excluded because the boys did not want to play with me. Eleven years later, I'm waist-deep in the Atlantic Ocean, my briny hair fastened back in a power braid. My insides are sunburnt and shriveled, wrung out by 13 days of racing dolphins, manatees, and jellyfish. I know a wave is coming when I hear the squeals of 45 of my teammates, a moment of sprawling joy found in a trip of blistering work. We had spent the morning army crawling, long one pieces and faces in the sand, throwing around medicine balls, cheering, leaping around knees to chest, bikini lines out, game faces washed off in the sea. A girl picks up a piece of seaweed twisted around itself like a soggy pretzel. Do you know who this reminds me of? Bow girl, several respond. They laugh. Who's bow girl? The girl behind me asks. I'm already exhausted, anticipating their answer. The girl who was on the team last year, she wore bows in her hair every day, at races, in the weight room. It wasn't very intimidating. She would have buffered our army crawl times, though. 
I want to scream at them that our strength is not a zero-sum situation and her ability to cultivate her own kind of strength does not take away from theirs. I want to remind them that we've seen each other at the end of a second place race, knotted hair stuck to our necks, hacking, gasping for air, swearing at the officials, screaming that the entire state of Indiana can fight us and we're still here together that we are girls and we are athletes and we are friends and we are competitors and that these don't have to be contradictions. I wonder for a split second who told them that rallying against each other made them powerful and that strength only comes from sequestering yourself, that they can't be more than one thing at a time. I kick the sand at my feet because I already know. So that's the first one. When you're talking about, you know, first talking about this piece Mm -hmm. and kind of saying like, oh, I don't even like this collection of words together in yeah. this particular order. Um, I was interested why, like, what what about this piece, like, brings up that emotion mm-hmm. for you? What makes it a, a shitty first draft in your mind? I think, I, I mean, it's possible that it's, like, an emotional untruth that mm-hmm. is more clear to me because I was the one that um, wrote it and was writing it to, like, actively avoid what it was actually about. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that the like general frustration that I was feeling about sports at the time, because I was rowing at the time that I wrote this, mm. um, sometimes I forget that those like overlapped yeah. for a second. Um, but I was like at the tail end, I was about to quit rowing like three or four months later, um, and so I was feeling very frustrated about the concept of like like college athletics and like girls in athletics and um, like my whole history of that but I think I was more frustrated on like a like a personal my body feels bad level Mm -hmm. than like a this is a this is like a communal problem that like girls in athletics are having because there there are those problems but that is not what I was feeling at the right yeah it's a good angle yeah and sometimes I think when you're writing nonfiction, especially when you're first starting out you're like you kind of pick the the most interesting interesting sounding idea. Mm-hmm. I do that with scare quotes because you think like, oh, this is a hot topic. Like yeah. people yeah, want to yeah, yeah. read about this. They don't yeah. want to read about like my mom. And, yeah, you know, like. <laughs> but but it's like you you reach for that like mm-hmm. almost instinctually. Like oh, I'm a woman in athletics. Let me write about that experience. Yeah, but right. it's not really what you're actually getting to the heart of. Right, because it's the instinct or the what I found with myself and when I was teaching creative writing that students like they always want to go for the general thing first Mm -hmm. rather than going for the specific thing because there was something that feels or at least to me still when I'm writing about myself feels like really indulgent in that or like Mm -hmm. narcissistic almost so it makes sense but it's and it's a hard thing to like break out of anyway yeah um, I definitely think that that's what I was feeling with this I was a combination of both of those looking for like what the angle was mm -hmm. and also um in a way, trying to make the the me part of it smaller, which yeah. is something that I was right. very uncomfortable with at first. Now I say fuck everyone. This is my essay. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a personal and essay, yeah. bitch. <laughs> what does narcissism mean to you? <laughs> <laughs> it means the 30 minutes that I spend in my bathroom every morning going, damn, bitch, you look awesome. <laughs> They're crucial. They are. And, yeah. um, and I was going to say... 30 minutes of narcissism in a world where like whole corporate empires are built on (laughs) making women not narcissistic is another tangent um it's grim out there folks Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. look live so it does sound a little bit like you had a goal when you were setting out to write this piece Mm -hmm. you kind of were like i'm gonna send this message yeah 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 and I also think, I, I, I'm hoping that it'll become more clear when I read this, like, second draft mm-hmm, of this, mm-hmm. but what was really happening was, like, and it is still part of that whole, I guess, angle in Scare Quotes, again, of, like, um, like how girls in athletics are treated, but, like I was saying, it was it was more of the, the smaller scale of, like, how I felt like my body was treated in the world and how my body was treated in athletics and actually like what this essay needed to be about and what it ended up being about and is now about um is the fact that I was going through like a really bad injury at the time Mm. and part of the part of the second draft is me being like yeah I was super injured but I didn't want to say I'm super injured (laughs) because I uh I thought that if I was too injured to row too injured to train 
that I would like have nothing in my life left yeah. is what was really happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think that I started to get there at the end when I said something about like um, being frustrated that that none of us understood that we could be more than one thing at a time. Yeah. I think that like it's interesting that that was like the second to last sentence of that because I was like, as I was reading that, I was like, oh, you're so you're so close. Keep talking about that. Um, do that now. Um, but yeah, I think that this was also something that I couldn't have written. I, I just couldn't have read it, written it at the time because it was still happening. Right, I, I hadn't, I hadn't figured out. Yeah, I hadn't figured out what was wrong yet. Makes um, sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious about what you said in the email. You said um, when you were sending both drafts, you explained mm-hmm. the first one, like the context. Mm-hmm. It was for an assignment. And then you explained the second one as almost like an accidental second draft. Yeah. It's like, so you weren't in the process of revision exactly. when you started writing the second one. Yeah. You just, ex- you just kept writing about the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't realize <laughs> until I was, like, looking through my Google Docs, like, what's something that I, I mean, like, logistically, what's something that I have a first draft that I didn't just, like, edit in Microsoft mm-hmm. Word until it was the second draft? And then I saw both of these, and I was like, holy shit, these are the same essay! <laughs> Amazing! Um, but, yeah, no, I, in, this, in the second draft, it's, I think it's probably the longest thing I've ever written. It's, like, 22 pages in full, and it's, maybe like 30% about athletics. Mm. But I think the whole thing, well, like 30% of the paragraphs are like about athletics. Right, yeah. But it's the the whole thing is is about like trying to get my body back. Yeah, <laughs> so right. like, and that's like what the first essay was like trying to talk about in these weird like veiled general terms. Yeah, it was so. a different kind of like bodily autonomy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah. it sounds, I mean like, not not in terms of writing style, but like very logistically, the excerpts that we've read anyway. Mm-hmm. The first draft sounds younger. Like you've placed yeah. it as a six year old and then a seventeen year old, which is a totally different time frame and like developmental span yeah. than like being in your early twenty late mm-hmm. teens, early twenties, and like being an athlete then. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I also. Um, Kind of, in in this in the second, uh, other I I don't know I need to just call this a final draft I'm not gonna work on this anymore <laughs> but that still feels weird to be like I'm done forever yeah um, but in the it final feels draft like a lie. yeah <laughs> I'm lying to myself um, in the final draft um, you're you're 100 right like I there's really none of the like being an athlete when I was a kid kind of thing because that just like wasn't it didn't end up being super relevant to like. Mm-hmm. the story that I was telling so yeah the rest of the conversation yeah, all of that was yeah that's definitely gone. like it's a good like cool girl story like I played on the boys little league god team. but it's god <laughs> my dad filled the paperwork out wrong that's why I played really? yeah I played Aww. boys I played all boys dad. sports as a kid because my dad literally filled out the paperwork wrong and everyone thought that my like ACLU mom was just like don't say anything. She's going to sue us. No, we just didn't know the forms. <laughs> Whatever. Welcome to our podcast, dads. <laughs> Hi, Mike. I miss you. <laughs> what are they up to, dads? What are they up to? Are they okay? Wait, but so he filled out the form wrong for yeah. your entire childhood? He well, didn't learn okay. from his mistake the first time. The first time, <laughs> and then I made friends, and then I just, And yeah. then you just kept playing yeah. play sports. I remember wow. I was at the, like, community pool, mm. um, like, after baseball had ended, and one of the dads came up and was like, does she want to play football? And my dad was like, are you crazy? Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> She's not going to play football. A contact sport known for yeah. its concussions and brain damage. <laughs> my dad was a college football player. My dad was... <laughs> Well, the coach uh, high school football until like a couple We got to bond about this later. Yeah, okay. we have met many things yeah, to yeah, discuss. Yeah. My dad plays ultimate frisbee. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fact that our fathers are very similar uh, indi- indicative of who we are as women now and that we're yes. all friends? I yes. think yes. I think, I think I there's think a one to one. Explore that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you kind of, you're talking about how, like, you're done with this essay, but do you think Mm -hmm. that, um, I mean, generally speaking, there are, I feel like there are a lot of things happening in this, but do you see yourself continuing to write about, like, athletes? I mean, because if you, I mean, if you pull out the lens a little bit, it is just about, like, 
body and Mm -hmm. bodily autonomy. So I guess, yes. I think I just answered my question to you for you. Yeah. Um, No, I I, I think that, like, the overarching theme of, like, um, being in control of your space and and of your body is something that, I, I feel like, I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth, but I feel like it's something that all people who were raised as girls will write about until yeah. the day they die. Yeah. Um, but the, like, logistical things in here of, like, being an athlete, of, like, uh, like having been assaulted, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I, I felt when I finished this essay that I... I, I it, it, it's a little cliche to be like, and I put down the pen, and then I knew I was free forever. <laughs> yeah. But it really was like I finished this, and I was like, okay, I don't have to write about these anymore, which mm, is good. Right. That yeah. is good. Yeah, yeah. I do, I do sort of feel like this subject matter, I'm like, oh, okay. I don't, I don't feel the need to, to write about it at this moment anymore, um, which is great. Yeah. Um, but the overarching themes are just like... Always going to yeah, be recurring. Yeah, always going to be there, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah in other ways. In other more insidious ways. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I suppose when you write 22 pages about something that, yeah, that yeah. Ex- exhausts the subject right. for the time being, yeah. Yeah. at the very least. Yeah. I am out of words. <laughs> They're loading still. <laughs> I'm probably... Can I have a, a follow-up podcast in October called... And another thing! <laughs> where, I, where I talk about me adding two paragraphs to this, yes. and it's literally... You're yes. like, it's different now. It's different. It's a completely different piece. I'm resubmitting I'm it to the same places because it's different <laughs> It's now. different. I listen. Sometimes I want to, like, resubmit the same poem to, yeah. like, without changing, <laughs> which is... I shouldn't do, but I'm like, but it's perfect. Why didn't you want it? Like, <laughs> You'll want it now. I mean, wait yeah, a couple years, and, you know, the, Who's whole, gonna the whole staff will turn over. Who's gonna know? Yeah. Um, anyway. anyway. <laughs> <You> should, <laughs> y'all should live together. Oh my God. Wait, should we be best friends? No. Oh. <laughs> no, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I'll make a joke. And then I was like, no, it's me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's be best don't friends. Make me, don't make me hang it. Um, well, I think what, what we would like to say is that you should read um, your excerpt. Let's do your, it. Of your new piece. So this is just a couple pages. Yeah. And I Read think... all 22. <laughs> Incredible. Let's do it. <laughs> I um, also, I don't, I, I specifically... So this essay is super, super braided, um, mm-hmm. and one of the braids, I cut it out of this because I think that I can talk about it without it, and it's just so cumbersome to try to explain. Yeah, um, give context. Yeah, yeah. but one of, the, one of the braids involves um, going to the Art Institute of Chicago and seeing the, like, uh, all of the Monet stuff. Yeah. I was talking to Aaron about this the other day, and I was like, I can't believe that I put a dead old white man in my essay but like (laughs) part of it is that Monet painted this one bridge the Waterloo Bridge in London I think like 40 times because he just couldn't get it right and he just kept trying over and over and over again and like he I don't know why I don't know if it was a resource thing but he would paint the bridge and if he didn't like it he would like move two feet over and just paint it on top of it and so there's a lot of like on top of the same canvas Mm -hmm. and so there's a lot of like Layers like of like layers of body and then like that and then the fact that like I don't know there's a whole like people did X-rays of Monet's there's a whole like thing yeah. about that but basically I was gonna say um, I can't read it all for many reasons including it's too long and I don't want to but also like <laughs> you gotta look at the Monet's for that to make sense okay mm. um, <laughs> I will now. Yeah, they. I'll I, Google it. Get I'll an Google education, it, and then I'll make you send me the entire piece. Yeah, <laughs> we were both like, someone else really going to send us all of it because we want to read the whole thing tomorrow. Perfect. Um, okay, let's see. Um, I was a pretty good rower, five foot eleven, one hundred and fifty pounds. I liked the sport, and I looked like the sport. I was grateful to have a place to go every day, to have a tangible project, a list that I could always finish before I went to sleep. I liked that myself was at the center of that project. I was a good rule follower in a lot of ways. I liked the full box jump when doing burpees rule. I didn't like the don't announce into the coxswain's microphone that the entire state of Indiana can fucking fight you rule. I like that that, I didn't realize that that made it in both times. Mm -hmm. I like that I also, can I pause? Yeah. I like that I also put the true quote in here in the second one, which is that the entire state of Indiana can fucking fight me. Yeah, right. I think at first I was like, Erin won't like if I swear. (laughs) That's That's literally her favorite thing. Her most favorite thing. Amazing. I love it. That's a direct quote from your life. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got a, I got UT's first ever yellow card in rowing for that. It was awesome. (laughs) It was awesome. Why is that not in your bio? (laughs) 
It's not a contact sport, and I got a yellow card. You threatened fighting. I threatened violence Fucking over, the, over the microphone <laughs> to an, to a whole state. All right, I back to it. the essay. <laughs> um, I walked into the boathouse one day and heard an upperclassman mumble something about jungle rules today. This meant any behavior was allowed. No rules, even unspoken ones. You could spit on the floor. You could curse your mom. You could wear your university-distributed baseball hat backwards and pretend that you were an invincible boy. Times these days unofficially counted three times as much. My mom reads tarot cards and keeps crystals next to her desktop computer to keep the electromagnetism at bay. When she says to me, I think you're new here, she's talking about my soul and where it's been. She only says this when I abide by my own jungle rules, when I require and reject too many band-aids, when I run and kick and scare off my friends. I know this is meant to be in direct contrast with my sister, a special education major, my childhood best friend who works in the church nursery in the local floral shop. I think you're new here means I am too angry, young and unlayered to keep myself out of dark situations. My mom wears brown lipstick and used to work in a women's prison, and I think that this makes her the oldest person in the world. A collage, a rearranging of every good fabric that didn't make it out of ancient Rome, 19th century Paris. The second time I blew my left knee, I was on the last run of our 2016 Cape Canaveral training trip. Five more miles and the finish line was a bus ride home. I felt a familiar seizing on the outer side of my left knee, and as I crashed behind a bush by the side of the road, clutching my leg to my chest, I heard an AutoZone employee working on an engine outside call to me, you're going to hurt yourself, girl. I waved and kept moving. Two and a half weeks of this nightmare, and I needed to check all the boxes. Looking back, I think this was the first twitch, the first time my muscles sent me a signal. It started as a teeny tug in my left rib, a pulling on the strings of my hoodie, at the level of whisper, we're ready to go when you are but there was too much of my blood in the Atlantic Ocean. I was starving. This is who I was now. I came here to struggle. Half a mile later, a trainer pulled the athletic department's pickup to the side of the road and silently opened the passenger door. I cried the whole way back, not because I didn't get the victorious hard end I wanted, but because my IT band, that most important muscle, traversing the side of a whole leg, had finally turned from twitch to craggy, furious rock. It would be days before it could be straightened or moved. My injury was always supposedly muscular, caused from quite literally being too tightly coiled for too long. I was, at first, given stretches to do, left leg crossed over light leg, bend and hang from the waist, but these worked as long as over-the-counter Tylenol. Three times a day, I would stretch the spring of my leg and work until I returned to my default position. I knew, going into that last five-mile run, that my left leg was not going to get me there. I had spent so long that morning trying to tie my Nikes, twisted and scrunched up at the bottom of my hotel bed, taking breaks to lay flat on top of the comforter and wince. I ran it anyways, or tried to, because in those days I needed so acutely to think of my body as self-contained, as only my business. I was convinced that shame and hurt is additive when shared, and maybe it is. I was convinced that my own recollection of the assault was too murky, and maybe it was. I was convinced that our families still needed their friendship, that my mother had had enough hurt and angst working for the government, and that I could wait and wait always a little longer to tell her about the years I spent feeling like a complete absence, feeling like I was no longer new here or anywhere. But there are things inside of me that aren't me, and they're going to make themselves known soon. So that's the second one. Yay! Man, I was like zoning out, not not listening, but like listening very hard. Where I was like, "Oh yeah, we're doing a podcast." Amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even though I read it twice today, it felt new. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're still doing a podcast. Yeah, I was Woo! gonna say. As, oh. I can't wait to read it, the listeners. You'll yeah, have yeah. to wait because thank you, thank you. It's not published. You're not right. yet. That's okay. You're right. It's great, though. Didn't mean to run it, rub it in, but no. you, know, you just so, finished it. My baby has gotten many rejections. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of her. So proud. Living her life in the world. <laughs> so this one, this version, mm-hmm. you, like, it was a fully new thing that you, like, you didn't, you opened yeah. a new document yeah. and, and started writing a new thing. And yeah. how, when did you first start writing this piece? I, so last summer I spent, like, two months in Chicago getting ESL certified. Mm -hmm. And like I was kind of talking about earlier, I used to go to the the Art Institute every Mm -hmm. Thursday because it's free for Illinois residents or um, if you know how to fake it, like me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I would just go... (laughs) And like I was really like taken aback by these paintings. And so I started writing an essay about... um, There was this one painting that's also in the the essay where um, it 
I, I was I was looking at it and it looked like it had been cut and and I like asked one of the curators I was like what's up with this so it's like well it's not gonna help because this is a podcast so basically <laughs> it's like this and then like there was a scar like a scar there was like a cut here and here and on the outside of it there was a um like a woman whose face was green and she was like screaming and the rest of the painting is like kind of boring it's just like a bunch of dudes at a table I don't know and then so it looked like there was this like green-faced woman who was walking away and she had been cut out of it at some point but the painting had been sewed back together and I was like really interested like yeah Yeah. I like couldn't move past it they were like yeah no this they cut it because it was hard to sell um but you could kind of tell that like like I was saying, without the woman, the painting was, like, boring. So I don't know who was buying it. But And then they, like, found it um, after it had been, you know, in the in the art world without her in it. Um, they found it and put it back together. And I thought mm. that that was super interesting. And so yeah. I started to write an essay that was about that and about um, some other paintings that I saw, some of which are still in the essay and some of which are not anymore. But um, so it started with, like, the the kind of like ways that like the physical material of art like the canvas and Mm -hmm. stuff can be repaired and I thought that was really cool Mm -hmm. um because I was trying to write something about um you know like actual athletic injury recovery and then also Mm -hmm. like other terms of like injury recovery so I was trying to write about that and it seemed kind of perfect so I started with that and it like grew from there and that's when I was like ah it's about all of these things. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yes. We're Amazing. here again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm writing this goddamn essay again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it started there. And how long um, have you been working on it? Oh, my God. Since then, basically? It was June to, like, April. Yeah. It was, like, a 10-month. 10-month or Yeah. Well, a long for 22 pages, that's... Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious... Um, since we read the first piece that you wrote when you mm-hmm. were a literal child, I was two so years baby. ago. Um, I kind I'm of <laughs> so negative old. One. <laughs> and now that you're old, uh-huh. at the end of um, my life, two years later, <laughs> I kind of am wondering about that elapsed time and uh-huh. kind of um, like there was there like I changed my major, I took four more writing classes, mm-hmm. I learned everything I could. Like, what was that? I mean. moving I feel like from the first draft to this draft there was some kind of like obsession there like Mm -hmm. with learning I mean you were talking about like braiding and braiding essays is like not that easy to do or not that instinctual um when you're doing it for like the first time Mm -hmm. and I was just kind of wondering like you know what that learning process was like yeah I I think the biggest I, I mean there was a lot of changes like I um you know took a ton more writing classes, got some more, like, formal education, started doing, like, SAFTO workshop stuff, got, like, the vocabulary for how mm-hmm. to talk about writing, but I think the biggest change was that I, um, it wasn't even, like, I started reading more, I just started, like, reading at all, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and so I was, like, <laughs> oh, I, I, I only know some things, <laughs> you know, like, right. I, yeah. I think the, the biggest um, difference was that I, I, I started reading writers who write very specifically and I, and I wanted to be like that. I think mm-hmm. it was just, um, yeah. Does that answer the question? I what think so. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to name drop any writers that helped you oh, in I that totally journey? Oh, I totally do. My parents, um, <laughs> my, <laughs> my drag moms, um, <laughs> I mean, the first one that comes to mind is, um, blank noise. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it's, I was going to say Lori Moore. It's weird to, it's weird to bring up a fiction writer because like I said earlier, I'm kind of, I don't get fiction. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. It seems hard. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But the way that she can, um, write, I was kind of talking about, oh, I also want to name Jocks, uh, name drop Rax King because we were talking mm-hmm. about this last night about how like whenever you read both of their work it's like joke 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 and then at the end you're like heartbroken you're like how the fuck did this happen right. yeah. um like where did this come from and so I think that yeah reading reading writers that could I mean what I read now is not funny at all but reading writers that can that can blend those kinds of things has been like really influential yeah. and important and I think there's a humor in your work it's not like funny haha but mm-hmm. like I, I think 
a lot of humor is just observation and I yeah. think that's kind of it's just gonna come out in your work anyway like like noticing details that at, at the heart of them are funny like your mom having crystals by the desktop computer mm-hmm. that's funny yeah. and like that she mm-hmm. must be the oldest woman in the world because she wears brown lipstick yeah. like that's <laughs> those are funny observations but I think because they're framed by I don't know like just the tone of the whole essay mm-hmm. and that it's like your personal experience I don't know yeah. it just it, mm-hmm. it flows in a way that's that's not like a punchline if yeah. that makes sense Thanks. I think but, also I was thinking about this on the way here I think that another big shift that has happened with my writing is that I no longer think that I have to get like like I think what I was trying to do with the first essay was like this is my sports essay and I'm mm-hmm. going to write about every sport Mm-hmm. I ever did. Mm-hmm. And then there can never be sports in another essay. <laughs> I have to use the whole thing mm-hmm. here. Um, and I think that I've kind of learned to simultaneously do more and also do less at the same time. Yeah. So, like, like there's you can't section things off. You can't write, this is my, this is my themed essay about baseball. And then there will never be baseball anywhere else because um, <laughs> that's not, like, how life works. But also... Um, I've I've learned that when the essay is is scare quotes done, it doesn't mean that um, that the whole subject matter has to be done. If that makes right. sense, right? Yeah. You didn't put it to rest. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if you thought that way about a poem, though? Like I don't like no poets would ever have a career. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, no I poets can, would ever have a is, book. It would right. just be like, I wrote one poem, here's it on a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. right? like, this is my mom poem, and now I'm done. <laughs> and now I'm never writing about my mother again. Yeah. Amazing. I feel like that's so often, though. Like, yeah. It doesn't go away, I feel like, where you're like, okay, I have to sit down. I'm writing the breakup poem to mm-hmm. end all breakup poems. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but then once, I think if you start reading more, you're just like, oh, this poem is about breakups and, like, melted ice cream you know like yeah, it's about like exactly 12 different things um yeah but it's still like it could be like the best breakup poem you've ever read yeah. you know like there are so many different ways to do it and that's comforting in a way it's super <laughs> yeah. the beauty You're of like, writing this doesn't have to be this doesn't have to yeah. be my only essay about sports i could really fuck this up and write a better one later exactly right. yeah no pressure write a whole collection about sports i yeah. mean a la Megan Cass. Become yeah. Megan Cass. Was, oh my was God, say. when will I become <laughs> Megan Cass? Megan, Please. we love you. Come on the show. <laughs> yeah. Megan, are she you She is there? in town. We should yeah, get her. Say, hang on. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> wait, we've missed an opportunity. <laughs> Pack up the mics. We're leaving. We're going. We're going to get a... Um, Sorry, Kitty. This has been great. We're going to run away. Yeah, we're going to now. We, we just remember we like her. <laughs> we got a better offer. <laughs> We've only been talking for an hour. Yeah. Scrap it. Scrap it off. Yeah. Delete, please. Thank you. I feel like we've covered a lot of good stuff. Yeah. I don't know. This I has guess. been the time of my life. This has been awesome. This is great. No, like for real. This has been the time of my life. That was the delivery on that. This has been the time of my goddamn life. Oh my god. What do you say? Um, does this essay have a title? It's called What the X-Ray Sees. Mm-hmm. What was the first one called? I don't. I don't. <laughs> you remember. I, I know. Sports. I do remember. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag sports. You have to guess first, I just love titles. Too, it's, it's, like, it's, it's one that Aaron underlined and wrote, nah. <laughs> uh, okay. Brutal. <laughs> it's really brutal. Sports girl. That would be better than what I had. So I originally wanted sports. to. I wanted to call it something with playtex, and mm. and then I was like, no. So it's called <laughs> girl, period, power, period. Oh, girl, that period, is power, girl. period. That's power. A title. <laughs> it's. I so I guarantee you that as soon as I typed that, I literally Groaned. was like, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's incredible. Amazing. I was yeah. like, where the fuck is my MacArthur? Like, <laughs> for real. See, I would title things all the time. Even to this day, I'll title things and I'll be like, oh, like, mm-mm. like make some stank face. Like, I know that that's not good, but yeah. like, 
all right, we're going with this. Like, yeah, I was, yeah. not to make it about me, uh-huh. but I was drafting a poem today and titled it um, something to the effect of, I look nothing like the manic pixie dream girl trope, but I'll be damned if some days I don't try. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's an incredible title. That's like, that's, I think that's also the poem. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. Just, yeah. That one sentence. And I, I, but I was writing it and I was just like imagining Aaron being like, no, you can't no. title it this. <laughs> Be like, but I want to. <laughs> but Aaron, I, I love that I title. Fucking write it. <laughs> anyway, but the, also the poem's nothing about Manic Pixie Dream Girl, oh. so but it's just like me being. Maybe I'll write another poem titled that. Yeah. I was going to say, well, yeah. now I don't want to read it anymore. I'm sorry. Wow, <laughs> oh, I ruined it. But I do that a lot where I title something, something to be funny and then like, People are like, what, what if you wrote the actual poem that goes with this title? And I'm like, bitch, I did. It's right here on the page in front of you. <laughs> I done did that. I always go for the funny title. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll find a way to put yeah. a pun in mm-hmm. it. I just will. I took a journalism so, class because I, I like needed an English credit one semester that it, there weren't any good English classes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I took a journalism class. And a friend and I sat next to each other. And one thing that we had to do a lot was, like, write headlines because mm-hmm. we would, like, play around in InDesign with, like, layouts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we'd have to write headlines. And, like, for actual real assignments that I turned in, I wrote headlines as if I was, like, writing for The Onion. <laughs> <laughs> My professor, God bless her, was oh. very kind and was, like, she would always be, like, this is funny but not a very good headline for a real newspaper. And I was, like, <laughs> um, but I want to go with the funny headlines. <laughs> And she would still give me full credit anyway, even though I was clearly just dicking around. <laughs> I love it. Do you have an example? I can't think of one right now, but I need maybe you to search later and let yeah, me know. Look at my computer. I Some... was just reminded of the most famous headline in the world: "Ice Town cost Ice Clown his town crown." <laughs> <laughs> the most perfect headline. The most perfect headline. Just, I want to meet the writer uh, of the park in the Parks and Rec writing room that came up with that and oh shake their God. hand. Ice mm-hmm. Town costs Ice Clown his town crown. <laughs> yeah, Do there was no way wrote, I was going to remember it. Do you it. think I was they just wrote that storyline just so that they could have that headline? I hope so. Maybe. I think, I think they were like, let's make this work. <laughs> There's a non-zero chance that that is the case. <laughs> Ice clown. I want someone to just, we should all call each other clown more. That's fun. That is fun. That's a fun time. Yeah, yeah. like you can't even be mad. You're yeah. like, I am a clown. <laughs> Gosh darn it, you really got me. I yeah. am a clown. In college, my friend Alex and I used to call each other uh, silly bitch mm-hmm. all the time because you're like, I am a silly bitch. I can't even be mad. Yeah. Like, the you're being a silly true. bitch right now. And you're like, I know. Along those lines, I don't think that there is a more sinister, like, genuinely I'm seeking to cause pain <laughs> insult than weird bitch. Oh. If, someone, if, someone, yeah. if someone sends me a text that says LMAO weird bitch, I'm going to think about it for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> like, Just imagining that, I have anxiety. I'm, like, rethinking everything I've done. weird and bitch, or I is it the so. weird that really... Because it sounds like it's the adjective that matters Yeah, because silly bitch is fun, but weird bitch is, like... Cutting. Yeah. 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 So it's call- like you eat raw carrots, but they're, like, the big ones, and you eat them in <laughs> class. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a weird bitch move. You know? Like a horse or like a rabbit. Like a horse! <laughs> like a goddamn horse. <laughs> With the carrot top still on is what yeah. I'm mean. Like, you pulled them mm-hmm. straight from the ground. Right. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, straight from the ground to your hoodie pocket, <laughs> and then you eat them in class. Like, that's a weird bitch. That's a weird yeah. bitch. Yeah. Man. Um, somebody once called me a sleepy bitch, and I was like... <laughs> That's cute. You're right. <laughs> I am. I'm Y'all always tired. I'm 100% that sleepy bitch. <laughs> One, I took a DNA test. So. I think we really covered it all. I, I feel did. really satisfied with our is there, talks. Yeah. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Anything you're working on? Anything you're excited about? New publications? Um, no. <laughs> no comment. No comment at this time. Um, I was gonna say something dumb like like Game of Thrones comes out, but like it doesn't, and I don't like that show. But it's not on anymore. Um, Just give us your best tweet. My Twitter is at overcomplicate. One of them is a K. Figure out which one. 
Um, oh, 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 oh. Um, uh, here, here's a tweet that I'm plugging. Um, it only got 24 likes, and that's solid. But I think it should get some more. It deserves more attention. Let's go I for don't 27. Think it, have I ever gotten 24 likes on a tweet? No, never. And and our Twitters are very funny. So. I get excited it's true. If I hit like the eight. I'm yeah, like, me too. Solid. I'm like, I'm blowing up. Hell yeah. <laughs> I didn't think this is going to be the one that went viral, but here we are. Here we are. Anyway, 24 likes. Tell us it. Thinking about liquidating all my assets and then in parentheses, returning some dish towels to Target. <laughs> <laughs> if that ain't real shit, though, I cannot I tell you that. that number of times I've had to return things to Target. Dude, I tweeted that and then I sat down and thought, that's a good idea. <laughs> I should actually And I do did that. it. But here's the thing. It wasn't to Target. It was to Walmart. My tweet was a lie. Well, no. My tweet was a joke. And then I went and returned actually, it to Walmart. But it turns out that they can only give you... This is Store real. Credit. This is real life. Real life poor bitch hours. But yeah. it turns out that they can only give you cash if it's under $25. So I had to drive to two different Walmarts. Because so mm. you wanted the cash back. I wanted cash money Wait, in my well, pocket. Wait, don't they... Won't they just put it back on a card that you bought it with? They were going to give me store credit on a card if it was oh. over $25, which is whack as fuck. How many dish towels did you buy for $25? Yeah, sure. they, were I they all some... fucking Pioneer Woman dish towels? <laughs> there were some <laughs> dish towels, and then also there were some shelves that had been on my wall. <laughs> wow. Amazing. And I was like, I don't need these. So you made what, put them you back in the done, box? What you really should have done uh-huh. is made the, the, made the one return, uh-huh. walked out, come, come back in. <laughs> I'd like to make Wearing return. a jacket. You're like, I don't know. I went and got a Wendy's four yeah. before. I'm a new person now. I'm a changed woman. <laughs> I just I tweeted for you. You're welcome. <laughs> My actual plug is follow Brit and Stephanie on Twitter. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, they can follow you on Twitter at overcomplicate. Yes. Um, we'll put that in the show notes too. They can, so you find, can find you, it, yeah, at katiecolleganwriting.com. Yeah. These are the places That's where my you can house. be found. <laughs> your home. I went to that website today and it ah! was your face. I my big face. on my screen. And I was yeah. like, woo! The whole screen was just Katie's ah! face. Yeah, I had my a full face. screen in my office. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And someone was walking by and I was like, who's that bitch? Like, who that? <laughs> who that? Who yeah. is she? Who is she? Um, you can follow us on Twitter at SFG Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll also, just to indulge ourselves, put our own Twitter handles in oh our show gosh. notes, which this are... This is my dream. I've been waiting for this moment. Bryn Martin at Brinzy. Oh, yeah. B-R-Y-N-N-S-I-E. You did it. Woo! And Steph- <laughs> I have to say mine. And Stephanie, Stephanie Phillips at S-T... Wait. At Stephanie90? I think it's just Stephanie's. Stephanie's. S T E F H. I got it. No, I got it. I got it. At S T E P H A K N E E S. That's right. And now we have a three way tie for the national spelling bee. <laughs> Your word is orthodox. That's the word that got me out in second grade. I just want to know if you can spell it. I can. I was raised Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I won a spelling bee because I I knew how to spell acoustic. I got out of a spelling bee because I was so nervous I misspelled the word flight. (laughs) (laughs) I spelled it with an I-T-E instead of a G-H-T. I was nervous. That was very pure. It was literally only our classroom spelling bee to see who would go to compete in the school (laughs) School spelling bee. (laughs) But I was too nervous. I once got nervous spelling given on the whiteboard because I was in fifth grade. It's very scary. Yeah. G-I-V-I-N is how I spelt it. That's, that's heartbreaking. <laughs> that's a lot. Just that one is. letter, one vowel off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so you can also follow the podcast <laughs> at SFG Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to send us a love letter, you can shoot us that at sfgpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, don't forget to, um, on your phone, wherever that is, click uh, five stars Give us a review. Give us that rating, beach. Yeah, it helps, we've heard. Yeah, so, we do not, don't know anything about it, but it does help. And, I've heard um, other podcasts say that it helps, and I trust them wholeheartedly. <laughs> Truly. They've <laughs> done their research. Doing, so we <laughs> should just They're probably them. not bullshitting. Mm, debatable. Anyway, thanks for coming on this wild ride with us. Yeah, thanks for being here, Katie. Thank you. Thank you for being here. You guys are the best. Oh.
All right. This is the and with that, I'm Ira Glass signing off. <laughs> How does Ira Glass sign off? I haven't listened to enough Ira Glass. Um, I'm Ira Glass. Have a rad night. <laughs> That's exactly what he says. That's exactly it. I've listened to Peace so much out, This bitch. American Life. I should know what he says. <laughs> Peace this out, bitch. <laughs> this American Life. Uh, okay. Good night. Bye. Bye. <laughs>